Welcome to Sweet Valley Diaries, where time is a grinding wheel of merciless pain. Book number 49, Playing for Keeps. What's come over Jessica? Hey, did you say it, Andy? I think I harmonized it so perfectly that you guys didn't even know that I said it. Yeah, um, it was like right <laughs> on the money. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is Aaron's voice now. I got it. Um, I don't, I mean, I'm fine. We did it, if, if, <laughs> I think. Unless you, you can try one more time uh, if we need to. Or do you want me to just say it? What's the- just do it by yourself. I don't know if the program will let you both talk at once. Oh, interesting. What's come over Jessica? Very nice. Well, hello. Welcome to Sweet Valley Diaries. I am your host, Marissa Flaxbart, of course. And with me this fine day are Andy and Aaron of the Gossip Guys podcast. Hi, Hi. guys. What's going on? Hello, Marissa. Thanks for having us. You're so welcome. And what's going on is just a lot of, a lot of. Um, I think it says on the back of this book, split personality. <laughs> a lot of split personality stuff is happening. Oh, yeah. Uh. So we're talking about a really excellent book that I hope you guys enjoyed, Playing for Keeps, book number 49. I am curious, is this, uh, for you guys, your first Sweet Valley High novel? Yes, it is. And I'm very impressed that with book 49, I didn't need to have read anything before it. I was in. Uh, Yes. I'm so glad to hear it. This is my first time, and it was just great. I I, I dove right in. This is honestly like a real winner, I have to say, this book. And and I think, so hopefully it's clear to you guys, and, and Gladiators, in case you forgot, it's been a few weeks, we took Thanksgiving off, uh, that Jessica Wakefield is going through a bit of a thing where she's not quite acting like herself. And uh, the book actually even starts with a fairly lengthy recap about uh, Slam Book Fever, which is the title of book number 48, and how it swept Sweet Valley. Um did that make any impression on you guys, Slam Book Fever? I mean, that sounds like a very drama-filled book. I mean, there was, like, love triangles and all sorts. Or, like, I guess it was even, like, quadrangles or there was a lot of different things going on. But it was a great – I thought it was a Definitely. great recap. And I didn't even – it makes perfect sense now you said it, that it was the previous book. Uh, and then that, how the end of the book sets up the next one. I didn't know that's how it worked when I first started. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It, it gave me the whole – thing you know basically i knew i knew the characters i knew the cast yeah i i I didn't need to read 48 after that like i totally get it all now (laughs) it all makes sense now it was a little bit of revisionist history the book does suggest that elizabeth at first thought that the books would just be harmless fun but that's really not what happened elizabeth was uh, sure yeah no such fun as harmless so (laughs) <laughs> so no that's great that's a that sounds like a t-shirt <laughs> or, a, or, or a poem <laughs> written by Jessica. <laughs> poem yes um, it's a, lots it's of a poetry happening it's a lifestyle yeah. oh that sounds like a not a really particularly exciting lifestyle but i take your point well no i think it means it's very exciting because all of this fun causes harm it's a very there's springs attached to every fun thing that aaron does Sure. So there's a good kind of exciting and a bad kind of exciting. And this is more of the bad kind. Oh, and this gave me the bad kind of exciting. It was a great book. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's always a part in these books where I want to put it down and stop because it's making me too tense. And that happened for sure in this book. I got angry during this one. (laughs) Normally, we start by describing the cover of the book. Um, But I actually am curious uh, if you guys... Like, can you tell me a little bit about your sense of Elizabeth and Jessica from jumping into this book? The Wakefield twins? I mean, obviously, they're sort of the central characters, although it seems like, you know, we get other people that get the central role in these books. Um, But yeah, they're very popular, very beautiful blonde twins, and they're very different. Uh, And... Let's like, I mean, it's really hard for me not to like go straight to like TV characters things. But I mean, Jessica seems like uh, the Blair Waldorf bringing in, uh, but like basically the schemer, the manipulator, the mean girl, that's Jessica, uh, maybe even a man eater. 
uh, although we see a, a foil that might be, you know, that times two and later. And then, and then, yeah, it sure. like the nice girl in, in comparison, but like, you know, the studious, the Joey Potter, um, I guess, yeah, Jen and Joey, but Jen's not really from Dawson's Creek. Uh, oh yeah. You know, it took <laughs> five minutes to get into it. Uh, that's a new record. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, it's just that the good, bad girl dynamic. And obviously they're sort of, they don't actually flip. flip. I thought at some point that Jessica or Elizabeth was going to pretend to be Jessica, which I guess already happened in the slam books. I didn't want to repeat that. Um, she, and she talked about it a couple of times, but didn't actually do it. Yeah. It was interesting when it came up. Yeah, no, I, I agree with all that. This book says in the, on page five, uh, we learned that the Wakefield twins had tied in terms of how much they were written down as being most popular in people's slam books. And the book says, between them, they represented every exciting and lovable quality a 16-year-old could have. Wow. Yeah. That, I mean, I wish I had just sort of quoted that with your my as my answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> That's true. Um, I mean, they yeah. made a good team. They were good sisters. They, she, I mean, they were good was a sisters. really good sister to Jessica and this. I'm not sure Jessica was good to Elizabeth at all. Um, well, she, she was trying. She was trying to figure some stuff out. She had she had a lot going on in this book, you know. Well, yeah, she had a lot she of was, issues. She was trying to yeah. figure out who she was. She was trying to like like a guy that she didn't really like. Obviously, I don't know if she really liked him. Not and then she loved that's it, what she that's what she seems she did but i don't think i think she was supposed to because it was really just you it was uh Ooh. you know she 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 was trying so hard to be someone else yeah is that really love well but that but is i mean that, this, obviously it's not but aj accepts her for who she is at the end so maybe it is uh i mean i feel like he accepts who she is though that he finally he finally because he liked her he wanted to hang out with her he didn't have the twins mixed up well no i yeah exactly i feel like see i think there was there seemed to be was there a rumor in book 48 about the twins getting mixed up was that another book was that 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 number 17 yeah yeah no that's exactly that's no that there is something that has happened the twins kind of switching personalities is something that's happened in several of the books <laughs> what happened in book 48 was that uh elizabeth was v- specifically with aj morgan it was really kind of a coincidence jessica and this is actually an important detail i think that hopefully the book gets across jessica who is normally very flirtatious very much yes. a man eater i think yes. was something that came up she is having a totally new feeling in the face of AJ Morgan. She can't talk when he's around. She d- can't think of anything to say. She's just she just wants him to like her, and she doesn't know how to be. Meanwhile, Elizabeth in book forty eight was trying to make her boyfriend jealous, and so decided to be to try being very flirtatious. And AJ Morgan was also the subject of that flirtation. So AJ specifically got the wrong idea about both of them. And Jessica is now kind of obsessed with the idea that AJ wants her to be more like her sister really is. Right, because he was also by the flirtatious nature of Elizabeth in 48. <laughs> exactly. And it's, so it's further complicated by the fact that she wasn't putting on an act when she was like demure or whatever, shy around AJ. But when she sees how he reacts to it, the act begins. <laughs> Yeah, well, and it's sort of like, it does, I think, give some sort of license to that that this is more than just the next guy on her checklist, because that is a a reaction that she does not have often, uh, or or ever, right? Is this the first time she's ever felt like that? Or is it every book where they're in love with someone? It's probably both. Uh, But, but like, Uh, that feels like, oh, if you're nervous and excited and all those things and want to lie, that does mean, I think, that you really, really like that person, whether or not you know that person is a different thing. (laughs) Right. And I think that there's a fair argument to be made in this book that Jessica, all of her, like, kind of scheming and hiding of her real personality to keep AJ is actually something, it's based on something that she just made up. Like, she never really took the time to get to know AJ and find out what he would really like. (laughs) So we'll get there. Let's talk about the cover. Okay, let's do it. Speaking of AJ Morgan... There he is. Yeah, he is a dreamboat. Um, tall, he looks dark, and serious. handsome. 
Yeah, they're wearing the same color sweater. Is described as mysterious. Sorry, that's just hilarious to me. Um, What's what do the initials stand for? (laughs) Oh, they actually say in book forty-eight. I wonder if I can find it. That's the only mystery I have. What do you? What do we think it is? Uh, Um, Anthony Junior. Oh, nice. I was thinking. I don't know. For some reason, I had Alex Jean, but that's not it at all. I don't know. Like that. Yeah, boy Gene is usually spelled with a G. Yeah. I think yeah. it might be Adam Joseph. Adam Joseph. No. Adam Joseph. Yeah, I we, can't we find like it AJ. In this book. We like AJ better. I don't like Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just moved to town from Atlanta. And yeah, the Jessica on the cover of this book, that's what Jessica really looks like. But in the book, she is described... Uh, as always wearing her hair in a ponytail, which is typically a telltale sign that we're looking at Elizabeth. Ah. And actually, I have a little part of the book that I can read. Uh, at the very beginning of this book, uh, everybody's at the beach hanging out. And it, Jessica if, it sees AJ across the beach and is very relieved that she's wearing uh, a conservative blue tank suit. Instead of one of her sexy string bikinis. <laughs> this uh, is for teenagers? It's for 12-year-olds. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it, it seemed very tawdry to me. Yeah, very, very. <laughs> string bikini, yeah, I know. I mean, wow. Okay. Please. So early early <laughs> on in this book, um, well, I'm going to, I guess, because I, ha- I have two things that I want to read, and I think together they'll paint a picture pretty clearly of what's happening here at the at the outset. So I'm going to jump to a, a scene after the, they go to the beach and then they go to the library to study. Like Jessica thinks that that's something that AJ will really like to do. Like, <laughs> Why does he like um, She thinks he's the biggest wet blanket ever. That's, I do think that's really funny. Seems that way. <laughs> So and and they get to the library and AJ reveals that he is hungry and was hoping that they could leave and go to the dairy burger so they do. And when they get there, everybody is kind of expecting Jessica to act like Jessica and Jessica is really trying to get them to treat her like the character that she's playing, this version of Jessica. Um so they sit down next to her Lila spoke in a taunting sarcastic voice, pitched low so only Jessica could hear. How was studying, Jess? She teased. Her eyes sparkled with mischief, and she shot a knowing look in AJ's direction. Get much work done? Yes, I did, Jessica replied, gritting her teeth behind her smile. Turning back to AJ, she asked in a soft, lilting tone, Do you think you could get me a Diet Coke? He shoved his chair back immediately and rose to his feet with a nod. Sure, I'll be right back. Jessica waited until he was safely out of earshot, then whirled around on her best friend. You can be such a pain, Lila. Why don't you just back off? Why, what do you mean, Jess? Lila cooed, imitating Jessica's own gentle Elizabeth tone. She took a long sip of diet soda through her straw and grinned devilishly at Jessica as she studied her clothes. Taking in the light blue Bermuda shorts and the polo shirt Jessica had borrowed from Elizabeth, she said, It is Jessica, isn't it? That is the our, our big clue early on that Jessica is uh, really putting on an act, and it's not subtle to anyone except for I guess AJ because AJ doesn't know her. Oh, uh, AJ is just not there. <laughs> I don't know where AJ is, but he is not there. Like he's just <laughs> poor guy. I, I don't. He just does not know what's going on. Like I, I don't know what to do with AJ. I really don't know. He, he's the Nate, uh, <laughs> but uh, but you know, like. I mean, I think he must have, like, really strong feelings for Jessica or find her really, really attractive to sort of put up with this or to just – or he's just really dumb, I guess. But he doesn't He's really dumb. But is he dumb or is he just kind of, like, clueless or aloof? Aloof is a very sexy thing to be in these books. But so he might just be aloof. He, he, if that's aloof, then – uh, no, I, he's. I think Clueless is closer. I feel like he's maybe the new kid, and he wants to be liked by everyone. So he's sort of being very vanilla, yet somehow he's yeah. working for Jessica. But I guess they're the most vanilla. And they're not vanilla, but they're very you know blonde American girls. So vanilla is a nice. Yeah, player. they're strawberry. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're nothing. Not exciting. Not. They're not like Zabioni. They're <laughs> at the most. We're talking strawberry. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know. I, um, yeah. Sabayoni is a Wait, flavor no. of uh, gelato, everybody. Oh. <laughs> it's a, The primary flavor is marsala. That was just the, the first weird uh, ice cream flavor that came to mind. So I don't know what that says about me, but <laughs> I thought after I said it, I thought maybe I should explain what I'm talking about. Yeah, I assume. <laughs> I, I felt like AJ because I didn't know what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, I was like, I'm like AJ, where am I? How did I get in this house? <laughs> Your parents yeah. are never coming back, are they? Yeah, AJ... <laughs> I see. I think. I think AJ. He either he either is dumb or he's plain dumb because when we're gonna, you know he's and he's perfect at it because when we're going to skip ahead a little bit for and we're just gonna go through AJ's character right now because there's this part when he's in the house with with Pamela Jansen and he she offers him the jacuzzi. And he says, well, I'll have a soda. You know, he's like hemming and hawing, like a, like a, like a teenager, like a kid. But yeah. the narration says he felt inside that he still owed, you know, more to Jessica, you know, than just like, obviously just hooking up with this other girl. And so there are these yeah. feelings here that he's having. And that's one thing I liked about reading a teen drama where you're like, oh. Now I know their feelings, but they're not acting on them because I guess because they're teenagers, they don't yeah. know how to. So Right. It's something you can get out of a book that like a TV show or a movie can't quite yeah. give you. I can't wait to get to that scene because that is a hot scene. But <laughs> we'll, we'll get and AJ is we'll get so hot under the collar during it. But up to before that, I mean, we get little glimpses of AJ maybe thinking that he kind of wants to laugh at Jessica or like tease her about something. And eventually, when we finally get around to getting our first glimpse of like AJ's inner monologue, we see that he feels like Jessica is being so serious all the time that he, he can't even tease her because it's like she will she's just such a serious person and all she cares about is volunteering and thinking about the world's problems which is a really funny runner in this book um, we, th <laughs> nuclear war there's more politics yeah nuclear war and saving the whales <laughs> yeah, these was, are the kinds of things that they do together it was great. they go to a save the whales yeah. club I loved it yeah, and that actually makes sense why AJ wouldn't open up at all because he's just – there's no entry. Like he's just so afraid because she's so serious uh, that One of crack a joke. He can't be himself. Like you can't right. be sexy when you're at like a nuclear war conference. <laughs> <laughs> One of the first things that uh, Jessica says to AJ in this whole book, she's trying to think of something to say and something that would be like in character for, for this Jessica to say. Well, I'll read what the book says about it. Her mind raced as she desperately tried to think of what her twin would talk about. She drew a deep breath. Isn't it amazing how those same waves came all the way from Japan? Or is it China? Or, I mean... It makes you realize how close, but but how far away. I mean, she let her words trail off, unsure of exactly what she was trying to say. In agony, she gave him a hopeful smile. He looked thoughtful. Yeah, I guess I know what you mean. <laughs> I guess that means surfers are kind of like diplomats, right? So anyway, that's that's Jessica I mean, and AJ. AJ had a good joke right there. That was a good joke. Yeah, that's true. But it's like he stops making the jokes. I'm just I got a couple quick ones. I, I normally the readings are longer, but there are so many like one liners in this book. Well, There's a point uh, where to say that that felt like Jessica being unable to say something intelligent and, and smart felt like me writing most days. Like, I, like, because <laughs> I was like, oh, you're so close. You're there. I like it. Uh, even though she's obviously <laughs> pretending. But I was just like, uh but I would also totally be like AJ and be like, yeah, I get you. <laughs> I think her tongue-tiedness was, that part was definitely genuine. Yeah. Um, so a little bit later, when she can't think of something to say, she's she's trying to look serious because she, again, she thinks that would be the part. And AJ says, you're looking pretty serious. Um, he was smiling at her in a way that made her heart race. She blushed. Oh, I was thinking about, about nuclear war she fibbed lamely <laughs> you know how terrible it would be if there were one in everything <laughs> and AJ's just like you're right he's like I'm picturing his face falling and he's just yeah, like oh my god like, that what? would be terrible yeah, <laughs> 
Later on, AJ runs into Elizabeth at school and mentions that he thinks that she's Jessica. He mistakes her for Jessica and uh, um, says that they're going to save the whales. And Elizabeth thinks for Jessica to be concerned about environmental issues, any issues, was like a heavy metal band playing lullabies. They just didn't go together. I thought that was funny. (laughs) The writing in this is great. Yeah, this is a pretty funny one. Is it all um, Francine Pascal, the writer for all all of them, or is it sort of like Tom Clancy, where there's like a bunch of people writing under that pseudonym? Or yeah, it's more like that. Francine Pascal is the like mastermind, kind of like god of this universe. When she created a, a va- she's the showrunner of the show that is Sweet Valley High series. Exactly, she. Uh, knows and has written had this big bible i mean she's still with us but when she was writing this book had this big bible of plots and characters and family relationships and and storylines but um she was not the one that was literally writing the books gotcha okay all right i just well this is the perfect segue actually since we're talking about writing to talk a little bit about jessica's writing in this book (laughs) Oh man, that poem! Oh, that poem! Yeah, I wanted to read, and you already did it at the the very top. That first. Well, I made a little reference to a poem that Jessica writes. She's she's trying to impress AJ. Um, She actually at the library reads a couple poems aloud to him. Do you remember what she reads? Uh, She does like an Emily Dickinson and then a like, oh, Captain, my captain. Yeah. She starts to read, oh, Captain, my captain. And he's like, wow, that's heavy. And she's just like, no, that's just the first stanza. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, "Uh, maybe, maybe next time when, you know, other people are waiting for us. Like, yeah, I think I'd rather read it to myself. And she's all disappointed. Like, maybe I wish that he'd let me read the whole thing i just think she didn't read it well enough a famously lengthy poem <laughs> um so you please andy i think that uh the gladiators deserve to hear all of jessica's poem okay time is a grinding wheel of merciless pain we are trapped in our lives until the hour of death but love breaks our chains and lets us fly into the universe where everything is real and alive forever. Wow, that was, that was heavy. Is that picking up on mic? Yeah. I'm, I'm clapping. I, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, who, who, who told Jessica... Who told Jessica that being serious means you have to be depressing? Well, I don't know, but there's that, that there's actually a point where uh, toward the end of the book, because so th- repeatedly throughout this book, Elizabeth is trying to get Jessica to drop it. She's like, "This isn't working for you. AJ is not even really that interested in whatever you're doing. Like, stop it, drop the act." And Jessica repeatedly goes back to like, "I'm I'm in for a penny, in for a pound. Like, I'm too far gone." Oh yeah, now. that was that was the George Costanza in her. She's going all in. She's in the lie, <laughs> deep in the lie. She's like, I can't come out now. Yes, that's very true. I, I actually really like that analogy. So there's this moment. It's pretty far into the book, but I don't think it spoils anything to, to jump ahead here. On page 111, where finally, oh, oh, I guess I should also say that early on in the book, Elizabeth has promised Jessica that she won't say anything to AJ about how Jessica normally acts different and immediately regrets the promise because she's like, well, now, like, I can't, I I have abandoned any ability to salvage this issue myself. Like, I just have to count on Jessica to change and that's never going to happen. It's so refreshing (laughs) how serious these kids take promises as opposed to the TV shows in life nowadays. Like, I really appreciated how torn up Elizabeth was and I was like, break the promise! (laughs) (laughs) Well, that, yeah, Yeah. she gets an opportunity to break it. She's like cringing her teeth. Yeah. Yeah. And I wish she had in that moment. It would have been so easy. But instead, she doesn't. And she tries to just kind of talk to Jessica again. So she says, Just please, please stop acting that way around AJ. What way? Jessica prompted, her cheeks warming. You know, spineless, weak, like a complete airhead. You're going to lose him if you keep it up. Jessica swallowed hard. She met her twin's eyes and said, I'm only acting the way you do, <laughs> which is a real burn. That was the worst. So terrible. Yeah. I'm going to keep going because this is, it gets there. 
A look of complete surprise crossed Elizabeth's face. Her mouth dropped open. What? Feeling both exasperated and embarrassed, Jessica rolled away from her sister onto her stomach. I don't know. Where are they? Are they on the beach? I guess she's in a room. Okay. Yeah. Um, AJ likes all the kinds of things you do. You know, books, nature, taking a stand on issues. You haven't taken a stand on anything in weeks, Elizabeth retorted vehemently. Jessica kept her face down, and she could feel her cheeks burning. This whole thing is such a disaster, she moaned inwardly. Why can't I do anything right? And besides, is that how you think I am? The way you've been acting lately? Elizabeth's voice rose in pitch. I can't believe you think of me that way. You really think I'm such a wimp? I don't... I mean, you're not... I don't know. Tears sprang to Jessica's eyes, and she sniffed, feeling miserable. Jessica, you can be nice without being a wimp, you know. I don't go around acting like a doormat. I just... Elizabeth broke off and let out a frustrated sigh. Listen, Jess, I don't know why you think acting like me will make AJ like you better. He doesn't like me. You're the one he asked out. Only because he thought I was like you, Jessica insisted. And just Elizabeth goes on and is like, well, is it working? And Jessica's like, it's not. And that's when she says it's too late to change. And we get this we get this really interesting uh, thought right after that, that you guys referenced earlier, um, one of you, about how Elizabeth does this feint of she's writing in her journal and it's like, if I were Jessica, I would, you know, pull some kind of crazy scheme to to make her act the way that she used to. And then she's like, no, I can't do that. Like, that never works. Jessica's schemes always go badly, and Jessica's doing a terrible job at pretending to be me. I shouldn't pretend to be her either. Yeah. Which, by the way, is true, but not usually the way these books typically go. Yeah, no, it was just, like, way too smart. Like, it seemed like, oh, that's what you do. You're going to make the mistake times two. So they both are acting like, you know, opposites and both being terrible at it. And everyone, you know, then we can include, you know, Elizabeth's boyfriend and how, what are you doing? And, you know, all that fun stuff and it backfires. But it was sort of like, we don't have enough time in this book. This fashion show is way too important. Um, But by book 49, you got to be learning. You got to read the the books before. So you know what... Yeah, Elizabeth's gone through forty-eight books of journaling. You know, she knows. like she she knew <laughs> that she when she does the scheming of Jessica, it never works out because she's not as good at the scheming in Jessica. She's Jessica's the schemer. That's not- true. You guys make a good point. This book represents a rare moment of growth for our for our primary characters here. Yeah, she's had this experience. She knows she's not. She can't. She's already tried being Jessica. So it didn't work. And so she knows from that experience, it's not going to work for her to be Elizabeth. It's just can't be, you have to, you right. have to be who you are. Yeah. And she can't break the promise because, you know, we're too early in the book. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of uh, getting Jessica to behave like Jessica again, there are a couple of things, a couple of factors at play here that begin to bring the old Jessica back. Uh, and the first one we referenced already is the appearance, the sudden appearance of Pamela Jansen, a new Ooh, character. Wow. What'd you guys think of her? I was in love. <laughs> <laughs> I could do the. No. She was great. I would do that right now. She did sound really sexy. She sounded I have fun to admit. and she's mean, terrifying a little bit. Oh, I enjoy it. Terrifying. <laughs> Until they made Andy? her terrible, like in the fashion show later, like I, oh, she's awful in the end. Yeah, but well, like, I mean, she's awful. That, before that, I'm like, yeah, AJ, just go for it. You know, Jessica doesn't deserve whatever you are. I guess. Um, oh man, wow. I don't know. I felt like I. This was the part of the book where I was like, I got to put it down because. I was even mad at AJ because throughout the whole, like the whole deal, he has stated outright that he doesn't like girls that come on too strong. And the moment Pamela Jansen appears and she is coming on as strong as any woman ever could. And he, I mean, like with consent being a factor, right? Right. And he is like um, totally buying it. And the book even tries to suggest, or his inner monologue suggests that maybe it's because he's been spending so much time with this wet blanket. And I girl. totally I totally agree with that inner monologue, hundred percent. That's what it was. Because it would there's he's so bored out of his mind by bird watching and uh, doing nothing. <laughs> 
and just like like going to classical concerts. Like he like I don't understand where she got this idea that it's the wrong twin. Like he wanted the fun girl and he's not having any fun. Yeah, I actually have a passage about that I can read here. So so we're finally getting a glimpse of into AJ's inner monologue. And they're out walking around, taking another hike. They've been doing activities like every afternoon. And basically, he even thinks to himself that he's going to stop. He's going to stop mentioning things that he likes. Because every time he mentions something, she immediately wants to do that. Which, man, sucks to be you, right? Uh, but okay, it was like, one day, AJ. Um, It was so strange, he thought to himself, that Jessica had turned out to be so different than he expected. She was so serious and responsible that sometimes he felt that he couldn't really act like himself when she was around. He didn't think he could flirt with her or tease her at all in case she was offended. A lot of the time, she made him feel he should be raising money for cancer research or attending lectures on nuclear disarmament. And that feeling was hard to handle. Try living in 2020, AJ, let me tell you. Okay. And it wasn't that he didn't like girls who had more on their minds than clothes and gossip and partying. He really admired Jessica for being concerned about important issues. But she was so solemn and conscientious all the time that she was actually a bit boring. It was hard to believe when he looked at the beautiful, graceful girl jogging along beside him. But that was the truth. All she seemed to want to do was talk about depressing problems or do homework or some other virtuous thing. He was beginning to have second thoughts about going out with her. And that's when he spots a girl drowning in the distance yeah, and goes to rescue her. When you have that inner monologue and then you just stay Right in time. There's a voluptuous brunette drowning. <laughs> that never happens to yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it makes you wonder the way that Pamela Jansen's character turns out. You almost wonder if she like saw AJ yeah. with her binoculars yeah, and then decided did. to pretend to drown. She did for she sure, did. absolutely. Yeah, I, I thought that too because like it's just too convenient otherwise. And uh, yeah, and and I and I knew AJ was gonna fall for it. I knew he was gonna. He has to because yeah, he's new in town. He didn't want a real relationship. He didn't want to like be stuck together he just wanted to have some fun so pamela jansen guys is uh she doesn't go to sweet valley high she goes to whitehead academy which is where i don't know that this school has come up before is it their rival school exact details no that's um big mesa okay Uh, but Uh. so whitehead academy does have precedence and do they show up later it's a private school yeah Okay, but yeah, they're uh, yeah, they'll come up from time to time. So it, it sort of sets her up as being like kind of a snob and thinking that she's better than everybody else. Um, but also very sexy. And he gives her her towel and she's flirting with him so hard. And Jessica wants to like clap back at her, but feels that she can't because again of her wet blanket character <laughs> that she's playing. Yeah. Although it's sort of even in that scenario, because I mean, if it's real and you're taking it on, you know, that she actually was drowning and AJ saved her life, it's sort of mean to, you know, rip that person apart two seconds later. Like she almost died. So like that was, the, I think, the one scene where I was like, yeah, that's maybe OK to play that off. Like don't seem too jealous or whatever. But, uh, you know, at the same time. But she's on guard. That's good. She knows she's what's up. On guard. I mean, she had a lot yeah. of anxiety just like packed into that because, because she sees uh herself in pamela that's oh, why yeah, she does she pamela knows is her foil is her maybe even a better version a mm-hmm. richer version um yeah she has pamela's number she's thinking like this is what i would do if i were pamela but it also makes her feel like there's no way that pamela actually cares about aj she's just trying to have fun with him because he's a cute boy and that's the kind of girl she is and i should know because that's the kind of girl i usually am <laughs> I don't mean me. That was being Jessica. Yeah, That's yeah. not the kind of girl yeah. that I usually am. <laughs> but uh, so, do you think that Pamela Jansen is the green crested pot eater that Jessica would speak? <laughs> <laughs> so the green crested pot eater is the bird that jessica makes up when she pretends that she's interested in bird watching and i got the sense that aj knew this was a fake bird and was teasing her every time he brought it up but um maybe you're right maybe it is pamela jansen after all i I think so 
So the scene that Aaron referenced earlier happens when Pamela Jansen calls AJ at home and tells him that, oh, oops, I forgot to return your towel to you, the towel that you wrapped around my shivering body after you saved me from drowning. And my parents really want to meet you to thank you for saving my life. So would you come over? I live 15 miles up the coast and I'll give you your towel back. Yeah, she said it was only. Right? I'm not going to say no. You said only 15 miles of the coast. We'll take a few minutes. It's like that's a pretty long distance, but I mean, yeah, I was thinking that too. Towel. You got, you can't let the towel go. Yeah. Well, apparently he's he's making the drive in 10 minutes because he leaves Pamela Jansen's house and he's already 20 minutes late to meet Jessica, but he ends up only being 30 minutes late to meet Jessica. So he was. So I guess. That's yeah. a, that's a math problem. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there were a few chapters of this book where I was like, I really wish I could just read the whole thing. Um, but and this this is a scene like that where it's just like every single thing Pamela says is just so delicious. Um, so do you guys want to say anything about this scene before I read a little bit of it? We, we can we can comment after. Yeah. No, just, just <laughs> okay. Read and then. Let's Uh, give the audience what they want to hear first. So right off the bat, he shows up and asks where her parents are. And she says, actually, I don't know. They're out of town in Denver, I think. (laughs) (laughs) So she doesn't know where her parents are. What? AJ spoke in a whisper and he could feel the heat in his cheeks. Obviously, it was all a deliberate lie to get him there. And if there was one thing AJ hated, it was that kind of game playing. At least... He usually hated it, but at the moment he had to admit it was pretty flattering, too. Half of him wanted to leave, and the other half wanted him to stay right where he was. Um, so she offers, he asks if he can have something to drink, and she offers him a glass of yeah. wine. He says, so soda or juice? Um, Come on, AJ. Just go with it, man. Uh, Aaron, this is he a classic heard- case of nervous penis, all right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a classic case the- of like I-, I can't hold it in anymore. That's what it is. <laughs> it's a scary scenario, no matter what. Like you're a bad person if you have sex now, even and you're a, a good. You're not even a good person if you leave because Jessica sucks. Like there's not a good scenario here for him. I mean, yeah, you, you, there you you hook up and then you move back to Atlanta. You just get out. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, so lest the lest the listeners think that you guys are overstating AJ's interest or Pamela's interest, allow me to go on just so we can really make it clear what a possibility this is. What what exactly Pamela is presenting oh, to she's AJ? Presenting everything. Um, <laughs> everything was on the table uh, no. that night. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> she gives him his drink, and it says. He gulped thirstily as a way of putting off any more conversation. (laughs) You get the same view from the greenhouse, she said huskily. She was standing so close he could feel the warmth of her body. That's where the hot tub is. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Wanna relax in the tub while we wait for my parents? (laughs) She just said we're in Denver. Okay. (laughs) AJ's mind raced, and he looked rapidly around the room as though searching for an escape route. Well... I don't have a bathing suit with me, he faltered. With a soft, throaty chuckle, Pamela shook her head so her curls swished across her bare shoulders. That doesn't matter. <laughs> so, yep. Yep. Um, she he, she tries for a couple more pages, and finally he hits the road. Yeah, I'm, I'm Sorry, a lesser man. I, can't, I wouldn't have left. I'm, I can't. What are you going to do? I mean, I just think I would have bungled it because I would have been too. I would have turned into like, ne- like all the neuroses, anxiety, all the different things would have happened. Because I mean, that scenario has never happened to me, and I'm 32, and will never happen to me. That's okay. Uh, but- yeah, all that would have happened to me too, but it would have happened in the jacuzzi. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's nuts. It's happening. It's happening. Oh, it's happening, AJ. It's happening. You'll just black out and wake up on the two. <laughs> yeah. Well, it. so AJ has been on the fence about this ever since she called, not just because of the like general idea of Jessica, but because he is literally supposed to be with Jessica at this very moment. He was going to meet her at the library. And um, so 
he i believe he when he does go to meet jessica at the library he even tells her that he was giving pamela her towel back and jessica's like that girl no oh, but there's a whole other plot line we haven't even talked about yet that's, say, that's gonna about to come to bear that was an insane honesty on his part when he went and said that i thought he'd lie but I, I wanted to ask so like in terms of the relationship of him and jessica are they it sounds like they are dating right that is what they are like yes like okay. yeah so it would be there i don't i would say they're not going steady but they are definitely dating okay they're not going steady Yes, not boyfriend, girlfriend necessarily yet, or I don't know what the label. Yeah, I feel like not necessarily yet. So, it's still kind of, you know, okay. and they obviously have not consummated the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Although that may or may not happen later in the book, yeah. the book leaves it up to your imagination. Yeah, it's um, they did in that scene that you're talking about. Um, but yeah, okay. I just want to know like what the gray area like if he was cheating, if he went with Pamela, not that that means it's okay. I just want to know. <laughs> I had a feeling that was what you were getting with. And I think that technically it would not have been cheating. He was just worried about hurting Jessica much to his credit. Yeah. It's still a dick. It's not cheating, but it's still a dick move. But what are you going to do? It's a hot dog. Pamela Jansen. You've heard rumors of Pamela Jansen at this Whitehead Academy for years. <laughs> You're going to say No. She's like well, the she's the Serena. Just moved to town. She's the Serena uh, <laughs> of, of Whitehead Academy. She's the Serena without trying to change and be a better person. Yeah, no, well, she's still sixteen. <laughs> Serena's sixteen <laughs> for like three seasons. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh man! But the so the the big event that's finally going to break Jessica out of her uh, weird split personality thing is something that the book has been leading to for a while now, and her friends keep on encouraging her to be in this fashion show um, where Nadine, the fashion designer, has a line of clothing at Lizette's, and they're trying to come up with some kind of cover model that's going to win a bunch of clothes. It's all, all very convoluted, but Jessica should definitely sign up, and eventually she is convinced to do so by... Everybody in her life who's like, Jessica, it would be the least Jessica thing on earth for you not to do this. Like, who are you kidding? Like, AJ's not worth not worth the possibility of uh, missing out on these clothes. Agreed. Yeah. Like a mall fashion show is just quintessential 80s. I loved it. It's so good. And so she's with Alila and Kara at Lizette's to, like, sign up for Mm -hmm. the fashion show and they have this really catty scene where pamela happens to be there too Mm -hmm. and pamela pretends that she can't remember jessica's name calls her jennifer calls her rebecca and then finally overhears her signing up for the fashion show and decides that she's gonna sign up too listen pamela pamela knows what she wants she's going after it okay and she's got to get jessica out of the way and now okay. we are the Pamela Jansen apologist here. Okay. This is a twist I didn't expect this episode to take. Okay, yeah, I love Pamela. I'm a big, I'm a big, I'm a big Pamela fan. I love it. She's going after what she wants. She's a she is a product of the '80s. I enjoyed her very much. Now, well, there's you know, something there's something nice about how unapologetically herself she is, and awful. But like, unlike Jessica and even Elizabeth, like there's that confidence, and she's just being who she is, and that she's not a nice person, but she's honest and and genuinely awful. But like, yeah, I, I actually that is a big breath of fresh air, as opposed to Jessica and being in Jessica's head. And I was just like, God, I it was really hard for me to be in Jessica's head for a hundred. <laughs> yeah, I, I really yeah, felt, the- yeah, Pamela added just more drama in, to the story. You know, otherwise the other story was just waiting for Jade Wu to figure out if he's going to dance or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that uh, the, I would say that Jessica's inner turmoil is very, like, accurate of being a 16-year-old. But Pamela is so important to the story because it's like Pamela has the kind of like magical power to bring Jessica back to herself. And it's so interesting to watch Jessica's friends kind of try to come up with ways to trick Jessica into returning to her old self and fail and ultimately realize that all they have to do is kind of sit back and let Pamela challenge Jessica. And that challenge will be enough to bring Jessica back to herself. And they're right. It's waking a sleeping giant. That's what Pamela did. She didn't know what she was doing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she didn't so, know I mean, Jessica wasn't a wet blanket, so she thought she had it easy. 
Yeah, she even so Pamela even calls. So Pamela has invited AJ to the uh, to a dance at Whitehead Academy, and he said that he'll have to think about it. And she calls him later, and uh, asks him flat out, uh, "Yeah, are you taking me? I told all my friends." Yeah, and when and when he when he hesitates, she says, "You're not still going out with that dish rag, are you?" It's <laughs> like, whoa, it was rough. <laughs> You know, yeah, I, I, but and AJ in def- he he actually defended a little bit, kind of. Yeah, and then she says, "Oh, oh no, I'm so awful! I can't believe I said that. I'm sorry. Forget it. Now I really feel like a witch." And it's uh, AJ says, "No, it's okay. Don't worry about it." And then he he it says in the back of AJ's mind, he realized he was apologizing to Pamela because she had insulted Jessica. That triggered a skeptical reaction. But he shook it off Im- impatiently. <laughs> so, just like Aaron would have. <laughs> he just agreed with her, I think. That's the thing. You know, Pamela wasn't wrong when she called her uh, Jessica a <laughs> Yeah. So he felt guilty because he was like, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but she's my but dish this rag. fashion show. She's my dish rag, yeah. She's my dish rag, yeah. <laughs> That's romantic. Um <laughs> So the fashion show is quite something, huh? They've got they've got like f- several outfit changes, and the whole town is there to watch these teenagers walk down the runway. Well, except for like their parents, right? Because they don't give a shit. Um, That's true. Uh, well, they're working. You know, one's an interior designer. Yeah, they work full time job. That's cool. yeah. What does the dad do? He's a lawyer. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they never. Yeah, they never see these kids. He'd be practicing law on Saturday. For sure. Yeah. They grew up watching oh, television. Ned, Ned Wakefield is definitely practicing law on a Saturday. <laughs> That's what Gil does? Yeah. Fair enough. Or is he having a fair? Um, is that a different book? Uh, well, actually, um, he is never actually having an affair, but there is a book where they think he's having an affair. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, with Mariana West. Look, gladiators, I remembered her name. It came back to me. Thank you, Brain. How many books are uh, there? Mariana West, how many books are there? Well, we've read 49 of them, um, plus some super specials. In total, there's something like 137. Um, that might just be a number that I'm saying because that is a number that Jessica often says when she's exaggerating. Okay. Like, oh, my God, there must be like 137 books. But, no, there are something that's like that. That's actually perfect. That's how they end it. Um, yeah, and that's what she said a lot. <laughs> so weird. I was gonna, Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, I was gonna say, why aren't they reviving this series? Uh, yeah. Or is that your that's your goal? Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's definitely. a brilliant goal. Uh, I, I applaud your effort, or I want to help. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Well, I feel like you are well situated to do that um, as an expert in teen uh, teen drama, which we will talk more about in the extra drama episode. Ooh. How do you like that for a tease? Ooh, wow, look at that tease. You're killing it. It's like the <laughs> jacuzzi. Okay. Do you write for the Oracle? <laughs> oh, if only. <laughs> if only. <laughs> I am such an Elizabeth. So what happens is, what Pamela does is she sabotages all of Jessica's outfits. And it's amazing. Jessica just, like, rolls with it. She's so, like, she's got to show that Pamela that she is better than her. And so everything that Pamela does to kind of try to ruin one of the outfits, Jessica just rolls with it. So there's some weird thing about like some denim dress that doesn't zip up the side and Jessica puts a belt around it and there's like holes in the side of the dress, but it looks hot when Jessica wears it. Um, were you guys following any of that? Oh, no, I got it. I got it all. Yeah. And then she throws the water on her and she still looks hot. Yeah. Jessica's hot. Jessica's going to win. Yeah, Jessica's well- on the cover of the book. And we needed that. <laughs> That'd be great. It like rips on the front, like Pamela trying to rip through the cover. Like, <laughs> oh, I oh, I just got a vision of that. It was really yeah, exciting. Great. So I think it was so cool because, like, okay, because I mean, Aaron and I have never seen Jessica actually be good, right? Or like, you know, the awesome. Yeah. Guy. So like, this was such a like hero moment, and it was. I was I was very like impressed, and I'm like, oh my god, she. She's a supermodel, this woman, and like improv, she needs to get into acting. All the, I mean, that's what she does too. But like, yeah, I, I was just uh, very impressed with our girl. No, she's amazing. And then finally, she starts having this uh, 
basically telling Pamela off backstage. And Kara and Lila very cleverly, like, start to kind of pull the curtain open so that everybody can hear this fight. And they can hear Jessica say to Pamela, You deliberately ruined every one of my dresses. You jammed the zippers, ripped the hems, and poured water on me. I wasn't going to tell anybody because I didn't want to stoop to your level. And besides, I can look good in anything, Pamela Jansen. Thanks for helping me prove it. Great line. She says, like... I hope everyone hears about this, Pamela, because when they do, you're going to get into so much trouble, you won't even know it hit you. And thanks for doing me a favor. Now I know I've been acting like a pushover, but forget it. You can't push me around, Jansen, so don't even try. Jessica talks like she has a wire on, even though, like, like, or like she doesn't even know. It's just perfect how (laughs) everything like that. No, she's Jessica. Everybody is listening to her all the time. She knows it. Yeah, that's about right. Everybody cheers for her. Even AJ, who is just flabbergasted, but really excited that this is his girlfriend now. Yeah, he he made an, uh, like a really nice investment. You know, it was like the stock market. Like the stock was really, <laughs> and he was gonna jump ship. You know, he heard like a really sexy <laughs> stock, the PJ. There was a good IPO coming in, and he's just like, "Do I go for it or not? Do I put all my money on the Pamela, or do I keep my thing with the rice and beans? It's boring. But- you couldn't, <laughs> but you can't. Sometimes you can't afford the margin call, and it pays off." <laughs> I, th- I think I'm sure the listeners are loving this metaphor. <laughs> I think this might be the first time we've ever talked about the stock market on Sweet Valley Diaries, even metaphorically. Well, obviously, AJ is going to be a stockbroker in the future. That that's what- that makes sense. That sounds right. Yeah, that makes sense. But so I don't know if uh, AJ is going to pay dividends to Jessica in the same way. <laughs> but we'll, uh, t- it remains to be seen. But in the in the short term. One thing that is kind of interesting about this book is that they haven't really, he hasn't really like gotten a lot of action, poor AJ, from Jessica, which is not normal. Jessica normally is, there's a, usually a lot of kissing in these books. And instead of a lot of kissing, it seems like every time, there's one time where Jessica like jerks her hand away from AJ's hand. Like she's just so nervous around him. Yeah, on the she, rock, on the rock. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, I didn't understand. Like Jessica, like who told Jessica? This is what six-year-old boys want. Like, what happened in the last book where she was all kissy and flirty and having a good time? And then she comes and, like, stops. And AJ's like, what happened? Where'd it go? What you gotta understand is Jessica knows better than almost anybody what 16-year-old boys (laughs) like. It's that she's got this fake idea in her head about what AJ specifically likes. And the person who is primarily responsible for that, other than Jessica, who's made some shit up in her own mind, is actually AJ, who has told her um, that he likes... Let me actually... You know what? I have book 48 right beside me. This is (laughs) unprecedented, you guys. I'm going to open book 48, and I'm going to tell you that what AJ says to her is... um, I like bird watching. Well, while you're looking, I'll just say that I, I feel like Jessica sort of she forgot everything because I think she's sort of method, right? I think she's so deep in this character. <laughs> deep. <laughs> she is deep in. Well, because like it doesn't make any sense, like you said, Aaron, because like her whole point is to get him to kiss her and to like her, right? And when he's about to do that, she freaks out and flips out. And it's like, wait, wasn't that your plan? Isn't that what what that's the end game, I yeah. thought. Um, but, but yeah, she's just so not herself and she doesn't know which way is up anymore. Jessica was just going through a roller coaster of emotions in this, in this book. So what he says to her is, I like girls who are a little bit on the shy side. It may be old fashioned of me, but I like to be the one who chases the girl, not the other way around. You're the kind of girl who really likes to listen to a guy. You're not aggressive. You're sweet, gentle, the sort of girl I can completely trust. So that's why I think you and I should get to know each other better, Jessica. And I mean it. So that's AJ at the end of book 48. He doesn't say anything about nuclear war or bird watching or hiking or uh, nuclear disarmament or saving Classical whales. Classical music. You know I don't know any contemporary music. <laughs> yeah. Jessica pretends not to know any modern music for some reason. But, but now we've got the real Jessica back and AJ is into her. And where do you think they go, gladiators? They go to Miller's Point. It's a surprise. That's where he's wanted to go the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, well, he takes them up there and says, 
This is Miller's Point. A lot of people come up here at night to see the lights from town. AJ was looking at her subtly in the darkness. Oh yeah, he drawled. He moved closer to her and put one arm along the back of her seat. Lights, huh? And then uh, eventually they kiss and finally Jessica sat back and gave AJ a lazy smile. We should have come here a long time ago, she said in a low throaty voice. He chuckled softly and nodded. If you'd kissed me like that before, we could have been doing something else besides watching birds for the past couple of weeks. <laughs> Jessica laughed and put her arms around his neck. Well, there aren't any birds here now, she whispered. Let's not waste any more time. So, draw your own conclusions from there. I think Pamela- Finally, AJ, finally. <laughs> I think Pamela's there watching. <laughs> <laughs> She's, give up She's like... <laughs> Hiding in the bushes? Yeah, exactly. She AJ watches. God. <laughs> well, you guys, we made it through the book. That's the story. But normally here on Sweet Valley Diaries, after we talk about the book, I ask my guests if they think they are a Jessica or an Elizabeth. Now, this is sort of challenging in this book, as this is sometimes the case. But do you guys have an impression? Or some other character that you want to claim? Um, I think I'm probably closer to Elizabeth than Jessica, but I, I don't think I, I don't think I prescribed to the black and white where I'm one of either of those. I feel like they mentioned that Winston Edgar, mm-hmm. he was making jokes all the time. Uh, he talked about <laughs> that might be an Aaron person or a me person. I don't know, but I was never I was too shy. So I think I was especially in high school. I was definitely an Elizabeth. But I also didn't care about people in the way, or like things. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I was probably Jade Wu, you know, like the the person that's going to be the sequel <laughs> that people might know about, but like they never wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> this book is the first reference we've ever heard of Jade Wu in the entire series. Oh wow! I so glad yeah. you may have no idea who Jade Wu is, but you'll know next time. Is it a big move to have someone Chinese in, in these books, someone who's not just a white dude? dude or Actually, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, like, kind of sadly, yeah, but that is sort of part of what the, this podcast tries to be about, is the the kind of, what's the word, hegemony of the sort of beautiful straight white people yeah. in these books. And um, whenever someone that is different comes along it's like a fine line it's like are we excited to see somebody different or how are they being treated like let's be careful now talking about it so yeah uh Um, yeah yeah. it's a i hope they treat jade with respect that she deserves um but aaron did you yeah who are you i mean i feel like i mean who who am i well i'm definitely not elizabeth you know (laughs) i'm definitely not going to yeah, I, I, you know, I really, I under like when they spoke of 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 Jessica and her minimal effort on the weekends. I really related to that. <laughs> That's holy, right? You know, um, so I, 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 I related to Jessica in in the the sense of you know she likes to enjoy the finer things in life and just enjoy life itself and. Not, you know, she's not this person that we read about, you know? That's true. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm the lesson is here. Across. You know, be yourself, kids. Yeah, don't change. It really is. For anyone, least of all a boy. Oh, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, also, I just, I want, I want to say one thing. Um, the moment I saw dairy spelled with an I just bothered me. <laughs> you, say you were in. <laughs> Just like who who did that? That would bother me. I would be the guy in the book who would go up to to the manager like who spelled it that way. That's my character. Mm-hmm. Painting a Y on the sign. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, Aaron did it again. <laughs> uh, I, that was very Peach Pit, right? The dairy, the dairy burger. Yeah, that was the good hangout. You know. Yeah, I, I really, burger. Yeah, I really wish I could hang out and eat every day at a burger joint and not be dead. Like like these people, these kids. Um, yeah. Um, if you could still be a size six, that would be great. I actually, I had one other thought on like the who I might be. Like mm-hmm. I was my in or the end of this, I wanted to bring it up because I was just like, I wish I had friends like Amy and Lila who are just, I mean, A, they exist serve, serve, like just to serve the main character. 
But like that was at the beginning. But then like they, I mean, they still are that, but they were just so concerned about Jessica being herself and wanting to awaken her and bring her back. And they were so like on her side throughout. And I was just like, oh my God, like these. Because they, they were bored too. They were bored out of their they minds. They were bored. That's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. They, you know, it's colored by the fact that they had nothing to yeah, do. They're, they, they're the minions and they like had nothing to new... do in this episode. Right. But like, they didn't, you know? they didn't take the throne, although it seemed like I think Lila was the one who has a little bit more uh, spice and maybe has tr- uh, challenged Jessica in that way sometimes. And, yeah. and I think if you want that now, Andrew, at this age, they're called assistants. <laughs> <laughs> that I think that I, I am sometimes those people for other people. Like I, I, I think way too much about other people. I'm not as effective as these people as Amy and Lila, who can just you know scheme and and make Jessica like blossom. But I feel like I do spend an inordinate amount of time like worrying about people. So and that and and that and just myself also. So I'm I'm sort of self-absorbed slash the opposite at the same time. Um, that's my. Uh, split personality oh bringing it all full circle yeah oh and my last (laughs) there's so much soda drinking in this book that it made me freak out like (laughs) (laughs) yeah so much yeah they're not gonna Uh, drink pantry wine because you know yeah yeah. or juice but like it's just like no one drinks water in in That's true. There's very rarely no. Someone takes this. No, the girls are drinking ice water backstage, and then they throw it on Jessica. Yeah, there you go. They offer. They, they use the water as a weapon. There you go. Yeah. This is why Sweet Valley is in a drought. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Would you fellows care to tease book fifty for our listeners? He's so Chinese. Okay, you can just read. That was the last line of the book, and I'm like, "That's how we're gonna end this." (laughs) That's really so. Do you? Yeah, I know it is a bit of a bomb there. I'll read. I'll read the second line after that. You you do the first one. Will Jade Wu win the leading dancer on the variety show? Find out in Sweet Valley High number fifty. Out of reach. Ooh. Nothing's out of reach, Jade Wu. You got it. I think she's going to do it. She has to do it. And that, you know, and she's going to show her father who she is. An American. Yeah, this isn't the old country. (laughs) These are all lines from the last page of the book, you guys. Um, Well, Erin and Andy, thank you so much for being here. Um, Is there anything that you would care uh, to plug, as they say in the biz? Uh, Andy, do we have a we have a podcast? I think it still exists. Yeah, we're, we're still we're still live. Uh, we are on Gossip Guys Pod. That uh, got, uh, we talk about Gossip Girl. Uh, Aaron, where can the people find more information about such a pod? Um, they can find us at Gossip God uh, Gossip Guys Pod at uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and you can email us at gossipguyspod at gmail dot com. And you can find me. Uh, you know, I've got some tweets and some jokes on the Instagram, and that's the worst. <laughs> that's the W-R-S-S-T. And I've also got another uh, podcast out called A Meal and a Movie with Aaron. Find that now on iTunes. Awesome. Ooh. And I'm at Wandering Green, Green with an E at the end on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, where I Excellent. Well, I'll put links in the show notes to all that stuff. I imagine there are a number of gladiators that are also Gossip Girl fans, so that'll be a treat for them. And if you want to hear me on Andy and Aaron's podcast, I did an episode where we talked about a movie called Eloise, <laughs> um, which uh, stars classic, Chase Crawford. Classic movie. Of, of, uh, of Gossip Girl. So that was yeah, that was a really special time. Yeah, well, that's really uh, that that would just happen earlier this year. We, we've exhausted the gossip girl. Like we've seen every episode of the show. We've talked about every episode of the show. So now we are going and watching every notable and Eloise we decided was notable uh, movie or TV <laughs> show from the main cast. Uh, and actually, Eloise was Marissa's idea. She chose that one, if I remember correctly. It was a great choice. Classic Eliza Dushku. Thank you. At the time, I was under the impression that you guys were doing entire filmography, so I didn't realize what a weird cut it was. No, no, no. No, it was a great deep cut. It was perfect. for. It was a good start to the Chase. The thing is, any any Chase Crawford movie is a deep cut. 
And, and so no. it was sort of <laughs> for like his we career. Were, we were going to do the first four basically. And then we we're like, that's our, that's enough. And that was, so that was, that was on the radar for sure. It wasn't like you went further. There wasn't much else. <laughs> Chase is great on the boys. Sorry, Chase. If you're listening, we love you. Sub Chase. Um, Chase is great on the boys. What a character. All right. Well, as you may know, uh, Sweet Valley Diaries is this podcast, and we're on Twitter at Sweet Valley and on Instagram at Sweet Valley Diaries. Um, thank you, Estonian listeners, for making this podcast big in Estonia. And you can email me at Sweet Valley Diaries at me.com for some reason. Or you don't forget that there's a blog, Sweet Valley Diaries.net, where I have written. Since 2006, about these stupid books. And there's I a mean, there's a message books. board I can ask questions and stuff? I mean, you can leave a comment, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to approve it, but <laughs> you can go for it. <laughs> uh, let's make that, let's make blog comments a, 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 a forum again. How about that? You guys just start, just start commenting just on, the, on the posts for yeah. these episodes. <laughs> um, and anyway, and join us next week when we'll talk a little bit more about Gossip girl and uh, sweet valley high specifically playing for keeps until then goodbye okay so are you guys ready do you have any questions for me uh no let's do this yeah all right you guys are pros you know how podcasting works it's just a bunch of bullshit. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Fair, fair enough.